I don't know about you, but I actually still have not totally recovered from the weekend we just it went It was through. a long weekend. Yeah. I, kn- I, I knew it was going to be a long weekend, but it was longer than yeah. I expected it to be. Uh, for those of you who, who know, we were lucky enough to be involved in the uh, TEDx Utica presentation on Friday. Yeah, we did uh, a live cast from the lobby, pre-show. And uh, Matt Massour from 315 Live was nice enough to send us uh, the interviews that we did with some of the speakers, so we're going right. to play those for you later on. Um, but a lot of stuff to get to, so we'll just, okay. we'll just dive right in. Uticast, episode 12. We're back, folks. Good to see you. So, besides the TEDx event, which we'll get into a little bit later when, when Aaron gets gets here, um, we had a benefit that your sister put on. Yeah, my sister, uh, we, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, I know you know, but all the listeners are, we lost my dad yeah. to cancer in December of 2014, and it was, it was pretty quick. He went from diagnosis to gone in probably under six weeks or so, really and... Quick. Yeah, it was really quick, and, you know, we had had, I've lost friends to cancer, I've known a lot of people who've had it, it affects everybody's life, you know what I mean, but it had never hit that close to home. My sister got a hold of me and my brother a couple months ago, and she said, hey, this year for my birthday, I'd like to throw a big birthday party that's a benefit to raise money for the American Cancer Society, I want to, you know, call it more birthdays, we raise this money so we can cure more people and more people have more birthdays. Such a good idea. And me, my brother, and my sister, and a bunch of different friends and family, and you know, we had so much help from so many people, I couldn't even thank everybody right now, but we put together our big benefit up at 12 North to uh, raise money for the American Cancer Society, and we had so many people come out, and so many great people donate for the raffle baskets. Uh, we had music playing, we had a bunch of food, all sorts of stuff going on. It was an incredible event. It was just crazy to see the outpouring of love and support and we actually at most recent count and we've still got donations coming in people are still sending money after the fact now but when we counted uh the day after and figured everything out we raised almost thirty four hundred dollars to donate to the american cancer society Mm -hmm. in my dad's name and it's incredible and i'm so proud of my sister like for her to come up with an idea like that and be like this is just something i want to do like i'm just leveled with pride for her she's so good too she she's the best she's the most entertaining person uh for for the people out there who haven't had the the pleasure of meeting liz sullivan she's uh she's overpouring with good times she's She's, my favorite person um and it was funny me and aaron were talking about it because we were both at the event Mm -hmm. um and in between the terrible dj set from dj no requests (laughs) he did a great uh, job he did a great job um (laughs) no uh we were watching you guys did the raffle you yeah, yeah. and your brother Andy and Liz did the raffle together, and we were sitting there in the back watching, and I was like, we should just quit the show and let it become the Sullivan cast and let the three of them be the hosts, because that's the most entertaining show I've Well, we've had, I've we've had all together, Liz just turned 25, so we've had 25 years getting our rhythm and dynamic down, so we're a little bit pre-rehearsed and ahead of the game. See, I feel like if it was me and my two sisters... It would oh, be a much, it'd be a mess. It'd be a much more. It would cynical. turn into your two sisters just fighting each other. While you're just sitting there, like, well, nice to be the youngest one that yep. everybody still loves. <laughs> Good to not have kids. <laughs> Good to not have kids. Good to not have to like answer to anybody but myself. I like that's the one joy about not having kids. Like I love my nieces and nephews. It's great. Um, do you know what I mean? But I don't have to answer to anybody. When my sisters oh. are, uh, my sister says to me, "Oh yeah, I gotta go home. I gotta, I gotta take care of the kids tonight." What are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna go watch the Twilight Zone for four hours and maybe <laughs> play some video games. Who knows where the night takes me? Crazy, <laughs> crazy evening for famo. Yeah, it's not bad. And then you just uh, get to play with the kids, and then it's like, well, they're tired, they're cranky, they need something. Here you go. Here's your kid bag. Yes. Once they become adequately uh, or sufficiently poorly behaved, you can just deposit them back into my sister's. Not my kid, not my not, problem. Yeah, that's what I always say. Um, so that was uh, that was really you know that was the lead into our our huge weekend right we yeah. had the TEDx and then your sister's benefit uh-huh. and then Utica Music and Arts Fest and then the next day we had hanging cupcakes uh, so on, when Sunday rolled around we actually were pretty ready to not do much gone I didn't do it's a lot like Labor Day last week no labor on Sunday zero, <laughs> zero labor uh, but it was the beginning of the football season and we did True. have 
We did have some interest in watching football. I'm a Bills fan. Yeah, I don't really care for football, but I like to watch it with the people. You know what? You watched more football this weekend than I expected. Yeah, don't I know it. Were you bored by the end? I was kind of weird. Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. By I was through, bored. Through most of it. By the time it got to Giants-Cowboys, I was about done. I was ready for uh, like Netflix and anything else that didn't have like drunk Chris Collins where I was like, I'll tell you what, Tony Romo, <laughs> this is like a guy you want to hang out with. Um, but, uh, the re- we don't have cable at the house, Kev. No, no reason for it. Uh, we learned a special trick from, uh, Mr. Made Utica himself. Uh, he was over here. This, you know what? I gotta have him tell you. Justin! Justin! Come here! We're gonna get, we're gonna get Justin He's Parkinson the, on here to explain that, how he hooked us up with that, what, basically what? free cable. What? Yeah. Am I, what? Am I yeah. allowed to... Tell the, yeah, it's recording. Is this fake? Yeah. No, no, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Tell the people how to pick up the cable channels. Surprise segment, how-to with Mr. Maiden Munich and Justin Parkinson. Well, uh, big soccer fans here, right? Big yeah, soccer yeah. fans. And uh, sloppy morning on Saturday, wanted to watch some soccer, yeah? Yep, yep. Internet stream wasn't working that good, so I have this technique that uh, pulls a few signals. I learned it from my time at UTR. Um, Insider trading. Ins- yeah, yeah. It is not stealing. It is not stealing. This is totally free, and, and it's legal. It's totally legal, for the record. <laughs> so you take a coax When cable. you say, for the record, <laughs> it makes it sound so illegal. I always have to It's totally legal, but it makes it sound more illegal. It's when usually you talk how I start every sentence that I, that I tell any story with. <laughs> this is not illegal. Um, so basically, I, I've been doing this for a little, little while, and... Uh, a coax cable is, is where it starts. So most people don't even know what that is anymore. Like back in the day, you used to hook your VCR to your TV with the coax the cable. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, you get it sometimes when it goes into your box when you get cable. And yeah. that. But if you don't even have cable anymore, like when I asked you for it, you're like, oh, uh, is it this? It's the round one with the little, the little prong. With the little prong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you take it from a double side. You need a good long cable. Um, I don't know. A, a pretty good amount. Two, um, three feet. Yeah, yeah. You Basically, so you cut the top off. Screw one side into your TV, but to get to that, you need to strip down about a foot of the actual cable down to the coppers that's on the inside. So that little so prong strip that off comes the rubber out, casing. everything that comes out to it, leave that copper exposed. There's this signal floating around in the air. It's probably totally healthy for everybody. <laughs> and this copper just grabs it yeah. and gives you television signals, so, but it's based on who's broadcasting in this area. So you get the channels that are within our network. So basically you take one of the old, you know, cables that you use to hook up the cable, you strip right. all the black rubber coating off of it, you leave about a foot of the copper wire that's inside that makes up the prong. Yep. And that acts as an antenna to pick up any local broadcast. So you yep. get probably KTV, UTR, everything like that. We got nine channels, I believe. And it just picks it up so you can do it for free. And it was good because you did it and we were able to watch you know, Giants and Cowboys in high def. We watch Liverpool and Man U in high def, and I wish we had completely watched. free for the cost of a cable. Uh, that Liverpool Man U, we could put that one back to the. You can give that one back to the birds, man. Yeah, well, was, the good news though is if you didn't see the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. catch, I wanted to make sure you guys had the signal so you could see it <laughs> one hundred times Sunday uh, as they rehashed the greatest catch of all time. So uh, how'd that work out for them though? Uh, I could care less. <laughs> go, go Pats, free time rating. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I would, I'll tell you to stay, but it's Aaron's in the green room, and I know you guys can't be in the same room at the same time. It's it's it's, it's fine. Besides, it's Monday night leading into t- into Tuesday, so Monday is Parkinson. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'll see you guys in about a month. All right, goodbye. Uh, Aaron's in the uh, green room. Let's get her in here. We'll be back in just a minute. You cast. time you've been on the show in, in like a week or so, Aaron. Do you feel good? I've been on like a little podcastcation. A podcation, if you will. A podcation? That's you very know, good. You know that last week I had to, to deal with school stuff because the classroom was unprepared and 
I was at work from like eight o'clock in the morning to like like midnight. It's wild. Yeah. Everybody that I know right now who's a teacher. Up. I know a lot of teachers. We have a lot of teachers in my family. Everybody is just like the first couple of weeks of the school year seem like the worst torture of the year for you guys. They're they're almost worse. It, there's really three times of the school year that's bad right now because we have no idea what we're doing. We can't get ourselves together. Uh, Christmas, like the holiday right mm-hmm. around there, because children are just like bananas. Right. And the end of the year because children are bananas times ten. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. Me as well. Uh, and I have to tell you, I'm very proud of you. Mm. You, uh, you brought a story to my attention, to being Kevin's attention this week. I don't know where, um, about this alien Boy Scout troop and their stolen, their stolen grill. Yeah, I felt very bad about um, that. And I was impressed. The, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh... The excitement, like the vigor you had for this issue, and you you sold me on it. Kids got stuff stolen. Um, so you you know a little more about this story. Uh, really quick, we're just gonna do. You want to start with news with new shoes today? Yeah, news with new shoes. Let's do it right now. News with new shoes. New shoes. Um, my I had two news stories, but we'll just start with this. Uh, the Alien Boy Scout Troop Nine has um had their grill stolen, which is. One of the, one of those big big ones they big, do the chicken huge, on, right? Like yeah, they big, do like, like a thousand barbecues, a yeah. stuff. They steal a grill. A thousand halves of a chick of chickens, which is right, technically right. five hundred whole chickens. Right. And they do one of these on, on these huge barbecues and long story short, they were doing a benefit to help other people. Like it wasn't a benefit for them, they were doing a benefit to help other people and mm-hmm. they set up the grill, went home, came back, by the time they came back their grill was stolen. Uh, so they they really couldn't do most of the benefit. They did a smaller portion of it. It was Sunday, and it was really sad. So I called you guys, and I mm-hmm. said, listen, this is not okay. You know, kids stealing stuff. Well, you know, people stealing stuff from kids is one thing, and that's right. horrible. scrap metal, probably. Exactly. Like, it was like steel, so they probably on. wanted scrap metal. Um, but beyond that, stealing stuff from kids who are trying to help other people, yeah. that's like two whammies in one. Mm-hmm. So I called you guys. I said, hey, we should probably help. Maybe send up a GoFundMe. But after speaking to... Uh, the scout. We spoke to the scoutmasters today, and we spoke to a lot of people. You did some fine investigative work. I, I did was... a fair amount of investigation. I, I have to let all the listeners know that <clears throat> Aaron was on the phone for about half an hour when she got here before the show, calling everybody trying to find out how this thing resolved. Because we had seen, I saw the news broadcast yeah. last night, and they said somebody might be donating something, and we weren't sure. So before we tried to raise up all the money, we had to see what was going on. And you tracked these people down with nothing I, but like a, a smartphone and some tenacity. Like, like, blood, on this one. like a, a fair amount of, of blood. It was like my inner bloodhound. It was, it was really <laughs> root in here. So I, I called the scoutmaster. I ended up getting in hold of the scoutmaster. And he said that a neighboring troop was going to build them a new grill. Oh, that's awesome. So currently we are not needed. Unneeded. Unnecessary he, he was like, I was like, we can help. And he's like, no, we're good. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. And uh, uh, so I said, if we need anything else, we will set up uh, at least a, a web page for donations if they need right. anything. And uh, so stay tuned with, on the Boy Scout story. No, my, my question is real quick because I saw you when you called the Scoutmaster. When you finally got a hold of the Scoutmaster, you were like, hi, Scoutmaster. My name is Aaron Higgins, and I'm from a podcast here in Utica. My <laughs> first thought is this guy, because I saw this guy in the news. He's not, you know, the youngest man. No. He's certainly of a different generation. Yeah. He's got young kids and all that. I wonder if he was like, what the hell is a podcast? You know Who is he this was. calling you me? Know he, was. he had no idea. Wait, my favorite part of the whole thing is I had to call the WKTV to see if they had any contact information. And the, my opening line was like, hey, this is Aaron U. Higgins from the Uticast. You just did a story on us. Hey, you remember wow. me, right? Remember yeah. us? I, 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 uh, <laughs> I had a hard snicker in the background when I heard you say that. A good hard guffaw to myself. I figured we might as well, like, you um, know, link in. Uh, did you download the GoFundMe app? I did. Yeah, so I like this idea though. So next time you find out you find a uh, an exciting cause for us, I think we should we should go find me. We should definitely yeah, do it. We're talking we a lot. We, I know I'll I'll let the the cat out of the bag. We are talking about doing a holiday towards closer to the winter holiday fundraiser for rescue mission or one True. of those. Yep. So guys, stay tuned. The way I see it, people have been so nice to us. We might as well do something. That's nice what it is. We're in a we're in a wonderful position. We were blessed enough to have lovely people come in and give us support. So we should be able to turn this around. We have like seven listeners, so we can at least get like eight bucks. Nice. Are we also are we also kickstartering that Uticast and Friends Christmas album that we've been talking about? <laughs> yeah, Uticast and Friends. I think we should do that. Uticast and Friends Christmas album. album. I, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot. We have got a couple months. Listen, we got some time. We got. Yeah. I have. A, I'll get the Kickstarter up too. Um. So I went and bought an event ticket today for a Catalyst Group event. 
Yeah, yeah. I got the uh, I got the inkling from a good friend of the pod, Kate Riley. Uh, so this event is coming up, and by the time you hear this, it might actually already be sold out because it's only forty tickets available. Forty tickets. Forty oh. tickets available. What kind of event is this? It's so expensive. So this is on October thirteenth. Uh, the Catalyst Group is hosting the Back to Bag Square event, uh, where it's going to get people downtown in the historic Bag Square area. And uh, our former uh, podcast guest Ryan Miller is going to start the Thank You Bader, and we're going to talk about the past and present and future of the neighborhood. And then Michelle Truitt, who's our interview for oh, the show today, love Michelle uh, of the Bag Square Association, will be presenting uh, fresh off her talk. Um, and there's going to be a guest appearance by Mayor Paul Mary. Nice. Uh, the event. Will end at the private dining room of Ocean Blue Restaurant. The same. Yeah, woo! We're going. So uh, that's October thirteenth at five p.m. There are only forty tickets, and when they sell out, that's the end. I'll tell you why I know about this because the minute I read about it, I went on my phone on my break at work and attempted to buy a ticket for this event. Like you say attempted. What happened? That sounds yeah. like it should be pretty yeah. cut and dry. Why, right. were there, why were there three tickets on your purchase list? Oh, could you know why? Because uh, <laughs> I'm broke. Yo. They really just hired me this job. Okay. Uh, anyhow. Anyhow. Listen, I'll set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> GoFundMe, uh, yeah. I'm, GoFundMe I'm, I'm real good at that now. Famo to pay his bills. Uh, anyhow, so I bought this ticket. Now, here's the problem. I linked from Facebook's ad to the Catalyst website to buy the ticket. Okay. Facebook is banned on the MetLife servers. Oh. oh. Right? So I go through the whole process of buying the ticket on my break, and uh, and I get all the way through, and it runs through the process, and in the end it says, your process cannot be uh, completed. Please call customer service. To which I think... I didn't know that the Chamber of Commerce had a customer service department. No, oh, it's amazing. I didn't know. Who knew? Who knew? I just didn't know. Uh, customer service seems like the kind of thing you call into an office far away for, right? Like, best best like Yeah, right? Like, um, so I had to call. Uh, so I guess what happened is, because the, the, I went to check my bank account first, and that money came out. So now I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, now, <laughs> Somebody better give me something. something something's got to happen. Uh, so I had to call the Chamber of Commerce, uh, probably right at their busiest portion of the day, which was a lot of fun on my break. Aren't they doing something on Wednesday, too? Uh, I would they have, have that media there. thing on the Chamber of... Is it the Chamber of Commerce, right? Is that what... Uh, what is Megan Fraser in charge of? That's the Chamber of Commerce. Okay, so on I Wednesday... I got her voicemail once today. Nice. I didn't leave her a message. On when... I could have called her. On when... <laughs> I have her phone number. On Wednesday, because I'm cool. On Wednesday... <laughs> what? Something's <laughs> happening on Wednesday. I'm very cool. No, on Wednesday, the Chamber of Commerce has this thing at the Odd, the small business... Expo. Yeah, yeah, the expo. Yeah. The business yep, expo. So right. they're probably like slamming busy yeah. right now. And oh, you felt the need to call busiest them. Time. You just call them like, oh. where's my ticket? You're like, where's Sam? I just bought something. Uh, but, spoiler alert, I got it all taken care of. So Sam uh, will be there representing the Uticast. I had to call them like, what business do you represent? I know said, when you, uh, when you go down there, when you go down there, when you go to Ocean Blue, see if you can talk to those Ocean Blue guys and see if they want to come on to the podcast and talk to us about what they're doing. I want them to come on next week, so if okay. we come on next week. If anybody see. listening is uh, in touch with the Ocean Blue people, tell them to get a hold of us. We'd like to wow. have them on. Soliciting on the air now. I Whoa. love it. I love it. That's it's good. hard. That's intense. Right. Okay, wait. Update. Update on the Catalyst Presents story. I just oh, no. happened to send a quick text message to our BFF of the podcast, Kate Riley. Oh, no. And, like, I got the thing right here, so I'm just going to buy Kevin and I take it like, right Good. Now. Into Good. it. Let's go. Uh, while you do that, uh, I guess we've we've held off in the lead. We uh, we were lucky enough to be involved in this TEDx Utica event. Unbelievable. On Friday, September Unbelievable. Um, there's a lot of people uh, who were there to help us out, too, as well. Um, but it was a great experience. It didn't go quite as smoothly as we had hoped for. Definitely had some kinks to iron out, but it was yeah. fun to do a live broadcast. A lot of fun. And it was strange. I kept saying when we were doing it, I talked to both of you guys afterwards, it was weird because, you know, we do the show here just in a room where yes. the only three people in the room, maybe there's one or two people in the green room, we can see them, but for the most part, it's just us in here. It was so strange time, trying to stay focused yeah. on the conversation and talking to you guys in a room full of like a hundred people. And you, you know, know how I did it. And everything. Well, yeah, yeah, we should. I didn't it. pull it together. Every photo of me from that whole event is like me looking over my shoulder at the people because they were behind us. Is me looking at other things and like, yep, great podcast stuff. And then I'd like be doodling around trying to figure out stuff. Um, so Keep I, talking. I'm buying tickets for uh, stuff. All right. So I do want to thank uh, a couple people. I don't know if TK has a Twitter account. Does it is. on Twitter? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. TK, our man TK, he's a good friend of the show. He was there. But I also want to thank out Jill Lucado, 
who kind of got the raw into the show. deal. She was supposed to be doing the live interviews. Yeah. We never sent her off to do live interviews because we weren't doing the video. Uh, but she she hung around and did some work with us, and she was uh, she was a lot of fun. Jilly Dukes, guys. Jilly Dukes. I gotta say, say one thing about Jilly Dukes. Jilly Dukes put together our logo, yes. and we've never really been able to acknowledge it because I keep forgetting. See, now Erin wasn't here on the podcast last week when we gave Jilly. She Dukes wasn't. You were here nice for our logo. Oh, and I listened. To, I listened to. <laughs> I'm glad you listened. To I the clearly listened to that podcast. Uh, <laughs> I also want to thank uh, Matt. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, I just got. Bumped. On air. Pretty bad. Well, now she gets uh, too. Jill, I love you. Uh, anyhow, uh, I want to thank Ryan C. Miller, who, who's without Ryan, a lot of this wouldn't even have happened. Ryan was doing so much work. Sam's trying time. to steer this ship so hard I am right now. So hard. Uh, I want to thank Ricky Lewis, RickyLewis.com, who did great work mm-hmm. for us. Uh, and I want to thank Matt Massor, who was nice enough to send us the audio recordings of the four interviews we did get to do. With four of the TEDx speakers. So that way, if you can get to listen live when we broadcast when everybody was busy, a lot of the listeners were probably yeah, there, yeah. not listening to our nonsense. There were more important people talking that day That's than us. That's very true. True. Now you can hear who we um, talked to. But we had four interviews, and it's a little interesting format this week. We're going to do about four interviews as opposed to one. We have Grace Kim, who is such a pleasure, and uh, and Lana Nitty, and Michelle Truitt, who we discussed earlier, and Gabrielle Wolf. And they were all great inspiring women and we had a great conversation with them so let's uh let's show that to you and we'll be cool. back in just a minute buy those tickets already i'm buying them buy right i'm buying them One of the speakers from tonight's TEDx Utica event. We are very honored and happy to have Grace Kim with us. Yay! Nice. Hi, Grace. How are you? Great. I'm really excited. This is like one of my biggest dreams to give a TED talk. So I can't believe it's happening. That's oh my gosh, that's so exciting! Yeah, I'm just a baby. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Join the party. We're all women, so we're figuring it out. Uh, I'm winging the entire TED talk, by the way. So. That's the way to go. I love that about you. Practice. Just go up and talk. Yeah. Uh, Grace will know the better. Yeah, we're fine. It's my life story. We're fine. Uh, Grace, I gave a little bit of information about uh, what you're speaking about today, uh, the Best Day Project, but I wanted to leave some space for you to tell your story for the people who aren't going to be able to make it here. If you want to give us a little information about how you got involved in the Best Day Project and what your what your goals are for it. Okay. Um, well, I had a very interesting childhood, I'd say. Um, I grew up selectively mute mm-hmm. because I, I've known I'm gay since I was four years old and I was so scared of letting my secret out that I right. just withdrew into myself and didn't talk for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had enough of it and I was going to kill myself. And oh my gosh. I decided that I needed one last day to be the best day of my life because I spent my life so miserably. I didn't have any good memories and I wanted one more day. And I realized I went to this day wanting it to be the best and because of it, I had the best day of my life. And I tried to go through this. I, I created a little project for myself to have the best day of my life every day for 100 days because I read somewhere on Tumblr if you do something for 100 days, it becomes habit. And obviously everything on the internet is true. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so I did this project. And after 100 days, I lost close to like 100 pounds. I oh, wow. developed like wow. friends for the first time in my life. I completely repaired my relationship with my family and just built this dream life that I've always wanted. And I realized I just want to spend the rest of my life helping people reach this point where I'm at. Because I have an awesome time with who I've become. I, I met the love of my life. I got married like less than a year. Oh, ago. congratulations. 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 Hey. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I just... I spend every day just really enjoying it and doing crazy things. I just learned, I'm learning how to sail right now because I'm going to sail the world next summer. It's just like That's amazing. ridiculous things. I'm trying to just do whatever I can and see where this takes me, this attitude. And it took me all the way to New York from from California. So, yeah. so you were born in California? I was born and raised in San Francisco. Oh, wow. All okay. Right. Cool. Yes. But even though it was very liberal, I just created this... I just made it my own prison because it, it, it is whatever you make of it, and yeah. I did not have the right mindset my whole life until until now, and this is just what I'm trying to spread. Well, so how far out of the 100 days are you? Like, when was this that you did this? This was about two years ago. So, so. You're, how, how is it now after the 100 days? What are you doing now? Um, I actually started my dream company, Best Day Project, and I convinced my wife and my best friend, who's right over there now, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> to quit everybody. their jobs and, you know, help me on this journey. And 
we're starting out and we just have a lot of heart. We don't know exactly where we're going with it, but we're having a lot of fun every day and That's we amazing. enjoy what we're doing and we really believe in our cause. So That's and it's bringing us to amazing places. So we'll just we'll just go with it for a while and why not? You yeah, know? we're young. We can be a little reckless for now. So so how does it work when somebody wants to get involved in the best day project? What do they, where do they go and how does it happen? Um, if you want to have the best day of your life, you can go to bestdayproject.com and you can, uh, my website asks you what's the one thing you've always wanted to do. And for every 5,000 submissions I get, I give one big dream away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you want to have your best day, go to bestdayproject.com. That's really cool. That's yeah. unbelievable. Aaron, what would you put for your best day? Oh, my gosh. I, I Oh, my. Oh, first, can I have, like, first? First, I'd get a cup of coffee, <laughs> a, real, a good one. Then I would play with 35 puppies. That's a good day. Right? I mean, all the puppies right there. We can we can have a puppy party arranged. Right? A little so puppy party? your dream. A little puppy party. We'll make it happen. Doesn't that sound like an amazing afternoon? Just hanging out with puppies. So what was the favorite thing that you did during your 100 days? Um, if you had to pick, I mean, obviously it's got to be hard to pick one day. But if you had to pick, like, one moment that really changed it for you. I prepared for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I made a complete uh, route with my friends, like, what we would do. And oh we God. took archery lessons. and That's so fun. Yeah. And just, I don't know. It's Every day has been the same because it's still the best day of my life every day. Right. Right. Love but, that attitude. Yeah, I actually wrote out all the things I wanted to do, and I started pulling them out of a jar at random and forced myself to do it during that time. And I don't know. I really can't believe that I live this life now because it's so different from how I grew up. I just I can't even explain to you like what kind of person I was. Well, I have to tell you, I, I love this idea. When I read, I this went, is brilliant. Yeah, I went through the speakers yesterday, and I was looking at most of the uh, the ideas for what's coming up. And your story struck me. I was fascinated. Fascinating. I think it's an amazing project. I'm really Thank impressed. Thank you so much. It. No, it's it's really it's a wonderful idea. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I, I you know I grew up not not with necessarily the traumatic childhood you described to us. Um, but I grew up where it was very it's very easy to be negative when you are unhappy with the way you're you're living your life. And it seems to me that positivity more than anything else is a mindset is trying to accept positive things in your life. But you actually went out and did something about it, which is more than I can say for most people. And and that's why you're here, which is amazing. Yeah. So I'm trying to help people because it is whatever you make of it. I mean, the Dalai Lama said the most happy people he ever met were the poorest. And it's because yeah. it's human nature to just be unhappy with whatever you have because it's, it's, we always take everything for granted. And if you just, you Well, know, and specifically, like, in, in our culture and in this country, you know, we're pushed to want more and more and yeah. get more and more. And we're never happy and satisfied. And you look at these people with these really simple lives and, you know, the simplicity. That stuff tends to breed happiness. Just spending time with people you love doing things that you love to do, you know, and that seems like the way to go. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Grace, we really want to thank you so much for, for spending some time with us. Uh, if people want to get uh, in touch with you besides the best uh, bestdayproject.com, where else can they get a hold of you? Is that the main way to get in touch with you? You can go to my web series. Um, it's under Best Day Project on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, the best way to re reach me is through my website, bestdayproject.com. Well, Grace, thank you so much for giving us Thank you. Looking so much forward to hearing your talk, and Good we'll see you in another bit. Good luck tonight. Pleasure. Also, I just noticed that Smith's t-shirt. I love it. Yeah, great Smith's t-shirt. It's good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. Thank you. Oh, my God. How amazing is that? She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's great people, isn't she? She's phenomenal. We have another speaker, guys. This is so exciting. I know. Uh, folks, we have a speaker here. Uh, Lana Nitty is a Utica resident, graduate of Mohawk Valley Community College. Hello, Lana. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Come hang with us. Uh, she is researching the issue of childhood lead poisoning in Utica for over two years, winning several academic awards. For really? And you are currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in biology at Utica College. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are quite the accomplished like woman. I, I, you know, I, I try to get it all done, whatever I can. I work two jobs. I go to school full time. Uh, I do work in the community. So it's a little bit of everything. That's incredible. Lana, do you have a, what's your, your, uh, your talk going to be focused around this evening? So, um, Utica has the highest rate of lead poisoning in the state of New York. And wow. I know, right? It's kind of crazy. That's nuts. Place. And so I'm going to be talking about the societal implications of that, but more importantly, what are some innovative ideas that we can bring to the table to work on lowering that and hopefully completely eliminating it? Lana, do you think that the lead poisoning um, is due to the um, 
older architecture in this, I mean, the older buildings that we're living in, is that what, is that like a factor to it? That's a factor. This is also a former Rust Belt city. Yeah. And so there's a lot of remnants of industry here that, you know, have a lot of serious environmental implications, one of them being lead exposure. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's certainly true. There's a lot of buildings like good for sale downtown and everything like that. And they're going for very cheap because they need so much work to get all the lead and the asbestos out. Back then when nobody knew, they're just like, yeah, put all the lead paint, put all the asbestos, that's fine. It's a huge problem. I did not know that Utica had the highest. No, that's crazy. I know. I mean, we're not the biggest city in New York State. So when you kind of think about that, it's like, whoa, little little old Utica. We're number one for something. Has such a huge problem. Such a huge issue. I'm I'm curious. uh, I always love when people come on who tell me uh, things they're interested in that I have no concept for. How did you get involved in this initially? Like, what drove you to this? I don't want to give it away sure. because oh, I... I, I <laughs> Mom is the word. Um, what drew me to this issue is actually um, incorporated into my talk, but um, I'm pursuing a degree at Utica College in the hopes of becoming a physician's assistant. I'm really interested in public health, um, community health care, right, inclusive health care, and so I think that those personal interests... Uh, just made me more interested in the issue of lead locally. Wow. I can't wait to hear you talk. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I'm really I'm, nervous. No, because honestly, like to to make the jump and ha- find such a such a thing that like we have n- we didn't know was happening. I will say this: when I started I on the path of my research, I had no idea some of this kind of crazy stuff that I was going to uncover. Like, I had several moments where I was like, "Whoa!" Like, really? That I. Like you said, I wouldn't have thought that. So uh, it's been really illuminating for me personally. I hope it's illuminating for sure. everyone tonight. So you said just a minute ago that you feel nervous for the talk tonight. Yes. Is this your first time like speaking in front of a crowd of this size? Or? First time speaking in front of a crowd this size. First time giving a presentation that's not a scientific presentation, which uh, is very like yeah. dry. Yeah. And look at the chart, and these are my results. Yep. And you know, scientists don't make eye contact and say um mm. a lot. So this is this is more like a conversation. Sure, I think you're going to be all right. You seem pretty well spoken here. With us. Yeah, oh, you're thank so, you. You're, you're wonderful. Right. You're truly wonderful. Like you're be good. Lana, if people want to get in touch with you to discuss the issues with lead poisoning in the Utica area, how can they do that? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Lana Lead. Right? Ooh. Yeah. Easy to find. Lana Lead. Yep, Lana Led. Awesome. And that's me. Wonderful. Lana, thank you so much for joining us. We, we, we're so happy to have you here. We'll look forward to your presentation, and thank you for giving us some of your time. It's so yeah. great to have you here. Thank you for having me this it's evening. No, it's our pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. This I'll is take so exciting. All right. Dude, this is amazing. We should be doing this all the time. I know. I, Don't all these people make you feel like uh, <laughs> like under uh, underqualified for everything we, you do? We're literally the worst people. <laughs> we're like, what can we do? We can talk about other people who are doing cooler stuff than yeah. us. I'm like, so, you guys, want to talk about donuts? Have you, have you had those new donuts? I'm sitting here trying to get more than one load of laundry done today. If I can, all right. Two jobs, I'm getting a bachelor's degree, uh, I'm out here, I'm talking about uh, poisoning, all sorts of uh, stuff. She was ready to roll. I gave you Hi. folks a little bit of a, uh, a pre-intro for Michelle Truitt earlier. Michelle. Uh, Michelle is the owner of 484 Design Inc., a graphic design and branding firm in Utica. She holds a BA in graphic design from Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, you are currently, uh, over the past year and a half, you are spearheading two major neighborhood branding efforts in Utica, along uh, along with Rusta Green Utica, the historic Bag Square neighborhood, and the downtown district. will be continuing with the Brewery District and Bleecker Street in 2016. You are involved in everything in Man. Utica right now. Michelle, when do you sleep? Oh, I sleep, girl. I sleep. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing. No matter what kind of stress or how much I got going on, yeah. Wow, that's Midnight impressive. to 6.30, baby. That's impressive. <laughs> you know, uh, before uh, before you came in here, we talked a little bit about uh, the sale of the Rite Aid building on downtown Utica yeah. and how it is Exciting, the huh? seventh major downtown uh sale of a property in the last yep, 10 years. Yep, the seventh city-owned property yeah. to be sold in oh uh, the last four years, which is great. Uh, wow. And we, and we talked a lot about actually having something for the citizens of this town to, to grab onto, and now it feels like there really is. Do you feel like that's really actually happening now, or are we just, are we getting too excited? Oh, wait till you hear my talk tonight. I there's, can't wait. I'm pinpointing a lot of things. I mean, that's really the, the gist of what I'm talking about tonight. Some of this branding, the downtown development, the stuff that you guys are doing, you guys are in my PowerPoint as well. Hey! Oh my gosh, 
gosh, we made it to Ted. That picture's freaking great. Wait, do you see it? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, we made it to Ted. That picture cracks me up. Actually. We're here. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just highlighting a lot of people and small collectives like yourself and things that are already doing some stuff here. And then the mayor, you know, government officials, they're doing their work for us as well. And I mean, there's a vibe here. There's like this energy you there can is. feel. It's crazy. It's I love it. It's palpable. It's palpable. I've heard that word a lot. Palpable. <laughs> we talk about it a lot in the podcast where I was saying that's what it is. It's, it's the momentum that's being capitalized on. It just keeps building and building and snowballing. And it's nice to see because as lifelong residents, people have been here forever. It wasn't always so optimistic and so much stuff going on. It's just great to see everybody kind of waking up and ready to go to work and make yeah. this place we all yep. know. Yep. Well is. said. You can do my talk for me. Maybe. You can go. <laughs> Maybe I will. I'll just come up with Sally's stuff. ready to go. Sally's always ready to do a talk. No, it's always so exciting. Uh, since we've come back to do the show, we've been about 11 episodes, and we meet so many local businessmen and so many uh, local musicians and uh, artisans and people who are doing such good things in the community that it's always exciting to have new people on. I always learn something interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, what, uh, what specifically are you are you most excited for tonight? Like, are you, are you, are you... Besides to be done? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't be nervous. You're so cute. You're going to be wonderful. No, you know, I'm... It's another speaker I just passed in the hallway, and she said, you know, I'm going through... It's one minute, I, it's like total abject fear, and the other minute, it's this sense of calm, and that's kind of what we're all going through today. I mean, we've been living and breathing. Somebody told me yesterday that a typical TED Talk takes 80 hours of preparation. Wow. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, yep, I'm probably about there. So this is the culmination of all that all that prep, you know. So I'm just excited to tell the story, particularly on Utica and the work we've been doing and to have a new audience for it and to get the get the word out there, share what you guys are doing and what other people are. It's Thank just you. awesome. Uh, are you originally from Utica? No, I'm from Jersey. From Jersey? Yeah. Right. I'm from what New Jersey. the Utica area? A what? boy? Oh, what the course. You know? What the heck else brings Obviously, you here? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, always, I always joke with women about that because yeah, a lot of women ma- got married or whatever we and came. It. So I say I got a great kid out of the deal, but you know the guy didn't work out. But I met a better guy. So oh, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's you all just good. have such a pa- uh, like a passion and a fire for the city. You would think that this was had been your home yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm curious. How long have you been here? I'm just curious. Oh, you know what? I just passed like half my life in Jersey, half my life in New York. So I've been here since uh, 1998, actually. All right, well, so you've been welcome. here. So you've been here probably long enough to see the difference, the shift in attitudes. Oh, when, yeah. I, when I left, I left New York, I left Utica in 2007 mm-hmm. and then came back six months ago. Yep. And there's a, there's Welcome a, back. thank you. It's great <laughs> to be back actually, but that's the thing. It's actually great to be back. Yep. The difference in feelings now over that period of time, it's like a whole new world. It's yeah. totally different. You know, when I, I touch in my talk tonight that even the difference in nine months ago, I did a branding mm-hmm. survey in late 2014 and all the, you know, all of that, I had to go talk to the mayor and say, man, this is what your people are saying about the city. It was grim, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I did another survey right before this talk sure. to see if all this stuff, all the work that we're doing is changing. And where do you see what, what's coming out of it? It's really awesome. Yeah, oh, I've had so many personal turning points. My, my my relationship with Utica is like a love hate. It's like a roller coaster, you know. It's like ah, how it is. But you know, re- recently it's attitude, and I think that is the that's the trigger. Like that's the thing that's got to change. We have to stop. Like if I had a, a nickel for every time somebody said, "Why did you move here?" You know, and I tell them I'm not from here, it's like, come on, you know. It's like that negativity is going away, and and people are getting like there's this in instilling of uh, pride and excitement and stuff and people are saying I'm from Utica with a whole different like yeah. stance and attitude now yeah. and that's what we're looking for. There's a pride for it. You see a lot less of the negativity that this area was unfortunately known for for a long time. Yeah. There's the negativity and now you look around and you see it it's not there. People have stuff to yeah. about and you can feel it in the streets like as corny as it sounds you go out Yep. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. That's like a, an acceptance and a change in actual like individuals, right? Like you have to be willing to like be positive about something. You can't look at a story and immediately be like, ah, this is nonsense. You have to have some hope that things are moving forward when you read and not just look for all the downsides. Yep. Yeah. And you have you've got to take responsibility as a Utican. Absolutely. 
Uh, Michelle, how can people get in touch with you uh, besides this TEDx event? Like, if you were, if, if you wanted to yeah, contact you about your bad score, you can email me anytime. It's Michelle with two L's at 484design.com, or you can always hit me up as well on either the Bag Square or the Downtown Utica webpage. I um, admin both of those. Or, I'm sorry, Facebook page. Not webpage, not webpage yet. Facebook page. So get me any way you can, and I would love to uh, talk with you. You know, awesome. Michelle, Michelle, you're fantastic. You're welcome to the podcast anytime. Thank, Thank you. you so I love what you guys are doing. Keep Thank it up. you so much. Thank, Thank you. I'll take that from you. Thank oh you so God, much. She's so fun. I love her. She's awesome. I want to be her friend. I want to be everybody's friend, technically, but definitely Michelle. Nobody wants to be my friend, Jen. I want to be your friend. Else. I'll be your friend. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about positivity. Um, I heard an interesting stat this week. Do you know that uh, in 2010, the 2010 census was the first time in 40 years that Utica's population was not on the decline? Really? Broke a 40 year From 1930 to 1960, uh, the population was above 100,000 people. Really? And then it went on a direct 40-year decline, and now it's the first time that we are above where we were 10 years ago. It's good to see. I don't, you know... That's exciting stuff. Again, it doesn't... I don't know what that means. It could mean a lot of things. We have had a huge immigrant population come in, which has been huge for the population oh, of the city. It's fantastic. Been great. The spirit of the city is completely oh, yeah. different, too. Um, but, you know, again, something people can grab onto. There's a lot of things happening here. Uh, we are honored to have another speaker here with us. Uh, Gabriella Girona. Did I say that wrong? Did I say that? I watched well, recently got married, so it's it's Gabriella Wolf. Oh, oh that's a lot easier to say. Wow. That's a very intense name now. Gabriella Wolf. Wolf. Uh, Gabriella, we talked a little bit about you before you came here, but uh, I'd like to leave the floor to you to give us a little information about what you uh, what you're going to be speaking about tonight and what your motivations for being here were. Sure, sure. Um, so my uh, my talk is it's hard to explain in just a few short that's words. Oh, that's great. Um, that's fantastic. It's it's mainly about industrial animal agriculture and some of the legislation surrounding that industry. So for a layman, sorry, for a layman like me, uh, could you define what that is? Uh, industrial animal yes. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so when most people think of, of, you know, pigs and cows and that sort of thing, I think most people think of, you know, grazing pastures, red barns, and that sort of thing. Every beautiful um, scene. Right, which is, is, it couldn't be any further from, uh, from the reality. And... Uh, the industrial animal agriculture is basically just an industrial model of producing the food animals sure. we eat. Okay. Um, and how did you get involved in this initially? Mm-hmm. Not, nah, not really. No. No. But I'm light with the pictures, so don't worry. <laughs> well, Thank good. you. Thank you. Um, well, how did how did you get involved in the show initially? Like, what what brought you to TEDx? Right, so I did a, I did a couple of projects with Ryan Miller and uh, he's great, isn't he? He is. He's great. Can't say enough good things about him. Um, so I did a couple of projects with Jeff Miller, no, Jeff Storm and Ryan Miller. Um, although we should like blend their names, like they could be a Brangelina. I think we should do that. That's not a bad idea. I think that's a great idea. Anyway, uh, side note. Wait, what was the original question? Right, well, right, right, right. Um, I got so excited about that. <laughs> they would make a very good like superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did a couple of projects with them several years ago, and I think for the first TEDx they did, they asked me to come and perform one of the poem, you know, one of my poems. And I was in my first year of law school, so that just was not happening. Um, and now that I'm in my third year, things have kind of slowed down a little bit. So I figured, you know, I just wrote an article about, you know, a similar topic, and I thought I would just give it a shot. Uh, you're a Syracuse graduate, yes? I am in my third year of law school, so I haven't quite graduated yet, but I will be. Are you from the area initially? I'm from Utica, yes. Awesome. Really? Utica awesome. native. I love it. Yay. Born and raised. Just like us. So, it's so exciting to find all the, the what do you think? people that come out of Utica. Yeah, Proctor graduate, really? 2003. 2003, same year as I graduated, 2003. He was 04. 04. So as somebody who's from here and you've been, you know, grew up in this area, been in your life, what what are, what are the changes you've noticed, like coming back home with things? Everybody who's been coming on has been talking about, you know, a lot of all the good stuff happening in the area. What's the biggest change, if any, that you've seen personally? The, the biggest change for me is that I this is the first time in my life I actually don't want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Can I say that on the radio? You can yeah, say whatever you okay. want. Say what, no, no, it's it. not the radio. It's a podcast. Just say whatever okay, you want. Okay, podcast. Fantastic. Anything you want. Uh, so this is the first time that I actually want to stay. I'm actually, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking to um, practice here hopefully after after law school. And, well, and that's a common thing I hear with a lot of my friends that grew up around here, too. It's the same thing. They're like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I thought when I was 18, 19, I couldn't wait to get out of here and I'm never coming back. And now they're like, you know, this isn't so bad. Right. Two yeah. days. Two days after graduation, I was on a plane to California. That's awesome. Sounds about right. Listen, yeah. uh, really quickly. Do you want to be our friend when uh, you come back and live, like when you move here and you decide to practice? 
Do you want to be our friend? Are we talking Facebook friends or something more no, like actual friends? Erin's Aaron, out here marketing herself for friends. <laughs> She's making friends out here. All these nice people. You could be friends. I would. I would love. I've, I've never been a part of the Cool Kids Club, so I would love to. Neither have we. Neither so we're we. In. Damn. <laughs> Wrong group. Gabriella, we have uh, 15 minutes before the show starts. I'm really happy you came and uh, gave us some of your time. Thank you so much. Thank we were excited guys. to hear your talk. And I'll take this from you. Sorry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lana and Michelle and Gabriella. I wish we could have talked to everybody. You know what? I really, I respected the fact that they had no concept that they were going to be talking to us. No. But they were so nice to just sit down. Everyone was a really good sport, too. It was a really good sport. super charming, and everyone was really nice, and they all had such interesting things to say, and I was so glad that they came over and were immediately so nice to us. Uh, Aaron, how did your ticket going? Guys, guys, I ran into the Sam Familaro problem. Oh, did you? Yeah, I just got Sam fammed. So Sam. I'm gonna have to start making. I'm Double gonna. I just got Sam fam. Uh, so I'll have to deal with this in the future. But I can't. Yeah. Do, I, I, what does just, it say? What's it say? It, What's the, wait, hold on. It's loading. It's taking a second to load. It's up. taking. Let me see. There was an unexpected error during the processing of my payment. Your card has not been charged. Did you get that part of the message? Oh no, because I got charged. Wait, let me see if we got charged. We'll deal with this in the future. You got Sam fam. Boom. <laughs> um, being Sam fam doesn't seem like a very good thing. Right. Please contact customer service. Um, My card. W- customer service. They're good people. Uh, so anyhow, there were <laughs> there were other things that happened in Utica besides the TEDx event this weekend. This was actually, as I mentioned earlier, one of the busiest, craziest weekends. Utica Music and Arts Fest weekend. Utica Music and Arts Fest weekends. Friday um, night we had a huge thing. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> so after the event on Friday night, after the TEDx event, we went directly to the benefit. Right. And then we followed that up with Street Rock Mafia. At Harley's. Yes. You sure did. Harley's used to be Champs. It's over next to Skaterama on Whitesboro Street. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, you do. Got it. <laughs> got it. Champs, man. Where it was, was it, what was it before Champs? I can't even remember. I want to say it was Champs forever. Yeah, was, probably. Maybe, but I, I went there and I was like, it's 18. I, I hadn't been in there in years, though. Do you no, not was, since I was like 18. Do you mean it was always called Champs, or before it was called Champs, it was called Champs Forever? Like, <laughs> no, it's that, been Champs. That would be a good name. Champs forever. forever. That's ah. the bar we're gonna open. The Uticaps ah. opens Champs forever. But yeah, good good friends of the show, Street Rock Mafia. I heard Great they, job. I heard they were amazing. They were really really good, and they had uh, Very tight. they were pulling guys up. Ao was pulling different people up out of the crowd to have freestyle battles over. All the guys were jamming like a beat out, and he was just letting different guys come up and rap that he had talked to before, so he knew that they could. Oh, and good, it was good such thing a, he knew they could, because I could imagine that going real south. Oh, real exactly. Fast, but that, that's one of the things I love about the street rock guys that I got to say is they're so inclusive and community-oriented. Like, they everywhere really they go, yeah. they just want everybody to be a part of the party. And it's a really, really good attitude to see in a band of people. You know what I mean? Not all bands are always like that and stuff. So that's one of my favorite things about those guys is they're really inclusive of anybody. They want everybody to be, you know, a part of the party. Uh, well, they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to be honest, by the time we got finished there... I was I was only awake enough to drive us to Taco Bell for that late night Taco That's Bell. That's true. And then I went to sleep. But the next yeah. night, we were uh, we were lucky enough to go see Hank and Cupcakes. Hank and Cupcakes. At Classic. Nail Creek. I, I remember going to see Hank and Cupcakes. They were an add-on to a bill somewhere at the electric company probably yeah. five or six years ago. And it was a busy night at the electric company, like a lot of those weekend nights were when they had good bands coming through. And a bunch of people saw them, and all those people were so blown away. And Hank and Cupcakes always do such a good job. Yeah. That they always come back, and now every time they come back, it's an event. You know what I mean? It and is. Made Utica sort of like one of their adopted kind of hometowns, and they were they did oh. not disappoint. The crowd loves them, and you can tell that they like. I really liked at Nail Creek too the way that they had the deck, the steps go back, and the stage was back there with that back room open. With have you not, have you ever everything. seen that? Before where the I, that was that was the best show I've been, ever seen at Nail. Yeah, it's been the, the the way that they do live shows there's been evolving yeah. and they've been moving back yeah. and moving back, but I think yeah, they've really finally cool. figured out exactly how to set it up most That's effectively great. in the space that they have. I was gonna say I saw a show there recently, um, a while back. Twin Speak actually and Twin Speak, uh, yeah. Remember that night? And it was um they had the stage set up back there, but I don't think they had opened the back room yet. You know, I like Twin Speak because I'm into like shoegaze and they have like a really droney kind of vibe to it. Okay. 
I'm into it. I think also I'm you like it. the show Twin Peaks. And I do. Twin Peaks and Twin Speak yes. is close enough where I feel like yeah, you'd like them just off that. I know some twins, so like that's really why I'm into them. That's fair. Twins, that's fair. Um, so for, uh, the whole point is there were 150 bands this weekend. There's we saw you can never see them. We saw two. We saw two. Probably three, maybe. There were Are a couple they kind of, of the bands from the after. odd? No, no, Oddfest. Oddfest oh, yes, right. also went on that week. Street Rock played with like eleven or twelve, however many cover bands we have in the city. All no, I have the list. No, it's right here. Street Rock, yeah. Mafia, Showtime, Classified, Last Left, Gridley Page, and Bad Fish. I got to tell you, on Saturday morning, I was still recovering from Friday night. I probably wasn't going to the odd. Sorry, guys. Love you all anyway. Well, no, they bo- they booked on Utica Music and Arts Fest weekend, but it wasn't affiliated with it. I think they just made a mistake in coordinating or whatever. But I got to go into the odd uh, a couple days before when they were setting up, and I got to look at the way they were setting up before they did it. Oh, yeah. The way they had it set up in there looked really good, and I don't think it was yeah. the raving success they were hoping for the first time, but there's definitely a lot of potential for Dude, events like that. Dude, the first time like is it never, was... ever, ever no, the raving success you're never, excited, ever. expecting. Never, was the same way. You know, and I think the... almost 100% it was a timing issue. Yeah. That's really the, seemed to be the biggest problem, because when I talked to Chris about it, Chris from Street Rock Mafia, he said it was actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. I heard that you know? everybody who went there had yeah. a great time and said that it was good, but it was just... With 150 bands in town and shows, this isn't an area that has a ton of shows all the time. No. So when everything's so saturated for shows, the area is only so big. So you're going to dilute the crowd a little bit when there's 10 different venues playing 10 different bands yeah. a piece all day long. Well, as we, as we said a bunch of times, crazy weekend. One of the craziest it was in a, a long weekend. time. Also, I want to point out weekend. the football came back this week. The football mm-hmm. did come back. And I can sum up exactly what happened for you people. Well, first off, I'd like to say the Bills played very well. Yes, they did. That was very unexpected yes, and awesome. Did. The Giants lost, but whatevs. Won't be the first time, won't be the last time. So, um, well, it was the first time, but you know what I mean. Won't be the last time. <laughs> it was a rough loss. What else? It was. I, we were, I had a lot of emotions, but I could sum up all of football in about one sentence. Ready for this? So people ran. A guy had a ball. Sometimes he threw a ball. Sometimes he didn't throw a ball. Sometimes people were like making angry faces. Sometimes people were making happy faces. Sometimes people were like, "Yay!" Sometimes people were like, "No." Now, Sam, the end. Sam, let me ask you a question. Sure. Does, does Aaron's analysis here concern you that we're going to lose her from the show to, like, box Sunday NFL show? Right? Yes. So convincing. Yes. I'm concerned that Wait she's going to get hired the off for the best part of the story is that my minor in college, which my major was communications, my minor is sports communications, so I just crushed that. Uh, okay. I just crushed it. <laughs> let me see. So, sports cam. <laughs> I hate to... Uh, He's got the same thing. He's got the same thing. Boom. Uh, so, <laughs> I actually... i got to be honest. I left... The Bills game uh, at halftime. Oh, was that 20- was awful. Right. You, wait, 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 wait. You, you mean you, you, you turned it off? You yeah, you weren't there. there. No, I mean I left the house. Yeah, and no, I left the game on. I did not turn the TV off. Oh, I know. When I leave the house. TV stays on. Yeah, that's or I'll walk back in and have my show still going on. That's normal. When I was younger, I used to watch Yankees games, and if they were winning, if I would leave the house because like the Yankees game would be on, I'm like, all right, well, it's ten o'clock. It's Friday night. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. But if they were winning, I would always leave the game on. Yeah. Because it was my superstition that as long as I leave the game on, they're going to keep winning and stay winning. Yeah, yep. and that was always I would always leave the Yankees on yeah, every time I was yeah, watching the game. I knew I was going. I knew I was coming back in like an hour, so leaving the TV on while I was gone didn't seem like a big deal to me. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah, um, you just pay for all those things. I got money. I got jobs. Yeah. Dude, you could have bought three tickets for He's this challenge. He's going to go fund me. I got my <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, anyhow. What alien boys get? So community? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Whoa. dragged me out of my house for the first Bills game of the year. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Is it food? No. No. Is it a girl? You're not going to guess. No, you'll never uh, guess. Is it a haircut? I nice got thing. to see my niece and nephew play their first game of AYSO oh, soccer. And you know I what a big soccer. I see that picture. Oh, I was so excited. That's adorable. Um, but here's the thing. I realized something. As a guy who watches soccer and likes to watch soccer. And watches lots of soccer. Watches you're lots you're of soccer. a soccer guy. Yeah, I'm a soccer guy. I'm out there yelling stuff at my niece and nephew <laughs> that they have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Oh I'm like, God. the through ball, go, go to wide. I would have given anything to see that. Oh, man. Because AYSO, oh, like, man. as much as I love, <coughs> I'll be the first person to tell you, I played AYSO. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody in the world at some what point. What color was your team? Uh, maroon. Really was gold from- team. I was maroon, first off. Okay. Um, okay. And I loved AYS. Well, I was a goalie, and I let a lot of goals in, but none of them counted. <laughs> I wore matching gloves and a matching headband at all times, and I pranced around for, like, a handful of hours until somebody gave me a juice or, like, an orange wedge or yeah, whatever. Yeah, a Capri Sun. Yeah, whatever. 
And then, um, no, in Clinton we had like juicy juice because we were serious. Oh, we were we were real athletes. Excuse me. We were tiny Gatorades. Did they make tiny Gatorades back then? You are rambling about this story. I don't know. Long story short, I quit. <laughs> oh, oh man! I quit when we had to go uh, to the girls' so team what, and boys' teams. So what happened when you went to the ASO game and you're yelling at the kids, Sam? Uh, no, it just got me thinking though. Uh, it ties into our first overrated, underrated. So why don't we just move right in? First, I gotta, I gotta say real quick before we move in. I love like beginning of the school year, punch drunk, manic. Like, <laughs> you are hurting right it's now. Such- my poor love, look at you. I can't even like. There's like so much stuff happening in my head, and I had a meeting till five thirty, and I'm wearing I'm wearing men's sweatpants. I like my shirt is with buttoned. Sandals. I have that with, shirt with with my Birkenstocks. My shirt's buttoned wrong. Like I can't even pull it together today. All right, overrated, underrated, children's sporting events. Oh man, super underrated. So underrated. They're adorable. I'm an educator, though. You, you need to remember that. that this She's got morning, a soft spot for kids. This morning, I spent, like, 20 minutes gluing glitter to other glitter. So it like, all depends on if it's, like, if you have some relation to the kids. Like, you went to see your niece and nephew. That was probably a blast. If I had, if I, if I had to go watch some ASL game where I didn't know a single kid there, if I had to go to some Little League game where I don't know anybody besides yeah. that being horrifying and creepy. Yes. Like... This I don't, day I don't age, care. Yes. You know what? I don't. I don't um, care at all. No, they're you know what? So cute. They are cute. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. This Until one they're thing. savages, and then that's the worst. I watched one little kid though score a goal and then do a goal celebration like uh, oh, Lionel Messi. Ador- that's he was like adorable. seven, and I said, "Yup, <laughs> love this kid." Oh, wait, these, oh that kids kid? are, these kids are seven. Yeah, seven to ten. It's like co-ed. Like seven to yes, ten. it is. I quit when we had to split up because um, I didn't want to be apart from the boys. All right, moving had, on. Because I had my priorities. That explains everything. I had my priorities straight there. back then. I moving used, on. I used to try to wear lipstick to those games. Keep going. Overrated, underrated. <laughs> Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Underrated. I thought we were going to talk about the Talking Heads. Underrated. Uh-huh. Uh, overrated. Overrated, underrated from one of you each. Um, you know what? They they kind of annoy me because oh my god, I'm so I. I don't realize how many Tom Petty songs I actually know until you hear a bunch of Tom that's Petty songs. That's why they're songs. underrated songs. That's why they're underrated. Yeah, it's, I feel... It's hard to... I don't like him. His voice annoys me. But, yeah, that's fair. But I gotta say underrated, right? Like, I heard a Tom Petty song on the radio last week. I was like, ah, I can't tell if I like this song. The fact that Tom Petty and his band are still doing it this many years later with that many classic songs that reach across yeah. so many different age groups... Are they still running? That's Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. They Petty's played... I know. I had a bunch of people went to see him at, like, Spack or Darien Lake or something last year and said it was incredible. People whose opinions I respect said he's still crushing it, so... Hmm. Underrated. Underrated. Okay, keep going. Overrated. Underrated. Saturday Night Live. Um, Dude, that's such a hard one it's, to go with. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. In its current iteration right now, the cast they have, the seasons that they're having right now, it is underrated yeah. as a whole, as like this you know, cornerstone pillar of pop culture. I think it's overrated. I think that I agree with you on that. There were some years. Now, everybody, everybody claims, you know, everybody that I have generationally, like my father claims that the years and the... Sure. The 70s were the funniest. And then, you know, you had people that say the 80s were the funniest. Then some, no one says the 90s were the funniest. No. But you get to the upper 90s when it was but like that's our you're age. Group. In the 90s, you had Spain, you know, you had Yeah, but here's the dudes, thing. Like, you go, you, rock, hit, rock, you hit upper 90s, 2000 era, and like that's the stuff that I really connected with. The uh, yeah. Tina Fey's, the Amy Polars. Sure. I mean, look at all those people they pumped out of that show from from that generational era, like Will so Ferrell, it, for instance. So to so me, so is it underrated or overrated? I don't know. It's underrated for those years. It's overrated as a whole. I agree with you. There's this guy on it now. His name is Pete Davidson. He's incredibly yeah, Pete brilliant. Pete Davidson's my boy. Actually, every he's time we watch that, I talk about Pete Davidson. He's incredibly brilliant. I think funny. the importance of the show is underrated. When you think about all the people who've been on this show no. over the years, it's underrated. But when you think about the act, here's the dirty little secret of Saturday Night Live. They're always kind of hit or miss. Even the good years, even mm-hmm. the good ones that people are like, oh, those years are great. Go, you go back and watch on some of them. You watch them episode yeah, by episode. Not all that good. You're like, I don't really get this. I watched this Steve Carell one from a couple years ago. We watched it a couple years ago, and yeah, I yeah. got like zero laughs out of the whole thing. There's a lot of uh, there's good. a lot of episodes like that. There's yeah. episodes where they, they throw Justin Timberlake on right. and he rolls through everything and mm-hmm. it's brilliantly funny. It's a hit or miss show by its very nature, I guess. All right. Uh one more. Let's move on. Uh 
Salt potatoes. Oh my god, I love overrated. salt potatoes. <laughs> so, under, so underrated. I would eat. I would eat. <laughs> they're, they're rated very high and they're underrated. Do you have salt potatoes? Wait, hold on a second. Is there like a bag in the house? Oh, you got the same fan, but who? All right. Hold on a second. So, you don't have salt potatoes? Yeah, how do we get the same fan? They're all gone. I were same fan. So, now I ate potatoes. You ate all the salt potatoes? We ate a lot of salt potatoes that benefit. They were good. Yeah, we did. That's true. Yeah. I didn't get a so, single yeah, salt, salt potato. Yeah, because I ate them all. Everywhere all the time. Um, salt potatoes. And you go Irish. What do you mean? Underrated, overrated potatoes. Potatoes. Underrated. <laughs> I won't overrate, underrate talking heads with you, but we did find out this week that we all feel that uh, this must this is this must, this must be this the place. This must be the place. Naive Melody by Talking Heads is in our collective, like, top fives, yes. right? We've decided oh, that, all three of us. I sang that song that so hard. Yeah. I've known that about you for years. I didn't know about you, Aaron. I sang that song so close to Kevin's face on Friday night. I just yeah. was yelling it she at did his head. literally lips oh, was, people, people, my family members with this benefit are like, is that your girlfriend? I'm like, no, it's no. just this girl. <laughs> it's like, talking heads, man. I don't know. It was talking heads moment, We've been man. drinking. You never know. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> Aaron, I'm glad you're back. Nice oh. to see you in the studio this week. Go home and get some sleep, for God's sake. I can't. I got to write a lesson plan. I got to write like no. 65 lesson no. plans. What you guys don't know is that this year I'm rolling around from like three different grade levels. Uh, actually, four different grade levels this year. And so I've got to write lesson plans for like 65 things for the upcoming three days. It's awful. It sounds horrendous. What else? Teaching's the best. It's the, the American dream. Folks, it's been a lot of fun. We'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.